0: This is a Capricorn FM podcast.
1: This Great 12 Lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education. In partnership with Capricorn FM, working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, good evening to our dear learners. Good evening also to the colleagues and whoever that is listening today in our Capricorn FM Today, we are going to look in this topic, which is the business roles. The business roles, it's one of our main topics, which has been classified in our part B, which is the business studies paper two. Business roles is comprises of the following, which are the sub main topics. You, our dear learners, you will be assessed on ethics and professionalism you will also be assessed in a creative thinking and problem solving you will also be assessed in social responsibility and corporate citizenship you will be assessed on corporate social responsibility corporate social investment as well as the human rights inclusivity and environmental issues the last of main topic in this business roles it is team performance assessment and conflict management how is it the ethics and professionalism it is because all the employees the employers the consumers in business they must behave well in terms of the ethics and why creative thinking and problem solving it is because in business you will come across the problems and you need to have the steps of creative thinking and know how the problem can be solved. And why we have social responsibilities. It is done because in business, the business has also to donate to the community where they are belonging in or where they are exercising their business. And then why we have the team performance, this includes all of the people who are working and see who are the people who are successfully creating uh, good behavior in terms of the successful in the business. Before we enter into the main content, let me start to look at all the common errors and the misconceptions that our previous candidates did in terms of performing in these business roles. We have realized that learners or the candidates, they simply used the numbers to name the stages of a team development instead of mentioning all what's supposed to be mentioned in terms of the stages. And now learners are confusing the stages of a team development as well as the criteria of a successful team which these are not the same. They are totally different. We realized that last year, learners in question 9.3, some candidates only mentioned the causes of conflict without rendering an explanation. So this confused the learners as well because they couldn't look at the previous procedure. They just take it together as if it is a problem-solving steps. Then this caused a poor performance in our learners in terms of the business rules, and we don't want to do the very same mistake this year. And many candidates as well, we have realized that in option two of question 9.5, this option has been assessed many times in the past NSC examination, and others provided a vague and incomplete responses on dealing with the difficult people in workplace, some strategies concentrated on only dealing with an aggressive person, while adult responses were negative strategies. Now what is it that we must do in order to pass this business role? Now as learners you are expected to come and write, you are starting on the 18th and then on the 30th you'll be finishing your exam in business studies. What are we expecting you to do and this topic? as you are expected to understand the sequential order of activities that will take place in each stage of team development. You are also advised as i advising you today that please provide and look at the different types of the stages, which is norming, performing are and you know exactly how it must be explained and please look at the difference between noming and performing stage because these are not the same stage they are totally different in terms of the members who are participating on the team now we ask you as our learners to clear give a distinction between the meaning of the conflict as well as the grievance these are two concepts, which are not the same, that I will show you at a later stage. So, our dear learners, we ask you that you must be able to understand the difference between conflict resolution steps and a grievance procedure. Now, as teachers, we are also advising you to deal with this question that want all the learners, how they must deal with the difficult people in the workplace. And now you need to give the answers to that. And now let me also come to show how are the action that works in terms of answering our paper. I will also give you the examination tips because, lastly, I would like you as our well learners to perform well this year. You cannot keep on failing the same thing each and every year. We have realized that our learners in business studies. They are now hindered by the language. The language is now hindering their progress and they couldn't be able to answer. Now, here are the examination tips that you have to do when you come into your paper tube in the exam room and you write your business rules. Number one, read through the whole examination question paper first. What are you reading there? We ask you not to scheme we ask you to read all instructions very, very, very carefully. Tip number two, your paper is divided into three. It has got section A, it has got section B, it has got section C. And now what is it that you must do? You need to answer all these questions in a logical manner. You need to complete your section A first, as it is compulsory. In section B, you start each and every question that you know the best. We ask you not to split up the questions. For example, once you start with question three, you must answer the whole of question three. Now, in section C, we, these are the kinds of questions where there are essays. We ask you to read the scenario, read all the essay questions, then choose two and look at the two, and you start to choose one. You need to number your questions correctly so that you must not lose marks. Numbering incorrectly, it also causes you to lose the marks. Now, another tip, do not spot questions from the past papers. Doing the past papers is very much helpful a study method, but do not memorize the answers and give them back to the following examination this will make it to three. So the question can be similar from one year to another, but they are not exactly the same. Rather, analyze what is actually being asked in each question so that you can be able to pass. Tip number four in your exam, we ask you to look for the key action verbs to focus with in a question. What is a key action verb? These are very much important with that are starting each and every question it doesn't matter whether it's section b or section c but each and every question should start with the action verb. for example list name define describe compare differentiate you analyze you assess, you critically evaluate or you recommend, explain, and clarify. You need to focus in this way. This way are very much important, our learners, because they tell you exactly what you must answer or what you must do in that particular question. Now, when we look in that kind of a question, there are the high order questions. There are also the low order questions. But I would like to explain to you what are these that means when the question start with analyze what does it want you to do you need to take part in the concept and consider all the factors that you have to follow and then when the question says assess, then you need to give a judgment and back it up with the evidence or reasoning as well as the examples. And when the question wants you to compare, what do you do? You set items side by side. In other words, for your answering, put it in a table to show the similarities as well as the differences. Then, when the question wants you to critically evaluate, what do you do? You describe both sides of an argument and come to a conclusion, and you justify your decision. Then, if the question wants you to define, what do you do? You explain the precise meaning of the concept. Then, if you differentiate, that is the same as compare, but you only show the difference. Then when you explain and discuss, that is where you give a clear and a detailed description of the focus on a topic. And what do you do when you identify? You find and state the main point that need to be considered. And then, when you illustrate, what do you do? You give examples to demonstrate, or you prove something that you are giving as examples. When you justify, you give clear, detailed reasons for taking a particular position. And what about when you list? You just give a list of items with no explanation needed. When you name, you just give an appropriate name with no explanation needed. But when the question says, recommend or suggest what is it that you need to do there? You need to give your own opinion, and after all, back it up with the fact and the reason of what you have read. My tip number five: I'm asking you to read. I'm asking you to learn. I'm asking you to practice when applying to the key concept, because each and every topic that you start, it starts with the key concept. Therefore. We ask you to understand and read, and you learn what you are reading. Now, when we go to the last question, which is the section C, as that learners does not analyze the essay, and the essay needs to be analyzed. It needs your application of knowing of the content. Like, for instance, you analyze the essay questions carefully. Because many learners, when they do, they do not achieve high marks in the essay responses because they do not analyze the question properly. I'm asking you, do not try to memorize the essay responses from the past papers. Rather, break the essay question into parts and ensure that you include each part of your response. Remember to always include introduction and the conclusion in your essay. Here is an example of an essay question. Professionalism is a quality which is desirable and admired, but which is often lacking. Now, this is a statement. It is given in the form of a case study, and therefore you read, and there's no question there, but you need to read and understand. Now, listen to the question. Define professionalism. You underline the word, define. Now give an example of professional behavior in the workplace. Now you underline, give the examples. In other words, now you have got two questions to answer. And then let us continue with the question, discuss the relationship between ethical and professional behavior in the workplace. Now it is a third question. And then, fourth question, describe the ways in which business can promote professionalism in the workplace. When you answer this kind of the question, I like you to analyze. How do you analyze? You write the steps of the question. The first step, you list each part of the question. Let's go to step number two circle the action verb in each part of the question. Step number three, you need to underline the focus weight in each part. While step number four, you'll be using the, li- the, you use the list as a checklist by ticking each part as you conclude in your essay. You'll see you'll make it in an essay, you'll be able to get 40 out of 40. Now, how do you answer that question that you've been given as an essay, and you have been now trying to analyze it. Now, how do you analyze? Let's check the example. Define professionalism. Now, after defining the professionalism, you describe the main criteria for professional conduct in the workplace, and you start to give examples of that professional behavior in that particular workplace. You now try to show the relationship between the ethical and the professional behavior in the workplace. And you lastly describe ways in which the business can pro- promote professionalism in the workplace. Step number two, I said, please try to settle uh, the action verb. The action verb there, it says define professionalism. In other words, our action verb is define second one describe the main criteria for professional conduct and words, the second way there will be described then the third one give example of professional behavior mistake care the word give and uh, discuss and the last one is described so that's the ways in which business can promote professionalism in the workplace and now in the last step which is step number four when i said use the the list as a checklist by ticking each, each of you, if you have included each and every aspect in your essay. Uh, find professionalism. Now you, you check whether you have defined the professionalism. You take Describe the main criteria of professional conduct. You check whether you have described in your essay the main criteria of professional conduct. Then you take You check whether you have given example in each professional behavior in the workplace. Then you check. You describe the relationship between ethical and professional behavior in the workplace. Right Give yourself a check and describe ways in which business can promote professionalism in the workplace. Right then you check. As you are busy doing a checklist, you will see where you have made something wrong. You will able to go back and try to finalize what you have missed. And now, while writing this paper, We ask you to focus and know the content. Please know the content. Because business studies want you to know the concept as well as the content. Now, I want to come to you now, showing you how must you deal with the creative thinking and the problem solving in an exam. Let's look at this one. Creative thinking and... Problem solving. When speak of a creative way, we think about to be original. Thinking originally in inventive and in a resourceful way. Generate. Generate simply means to produce or to create the ideas. And creativity, this means ideas featuring new and original methods. Then the creative thinking, this is ability to think of originally, which is very, very simple means in the different ways of giving new ideas and a new approach. Then what do you mean by decision making? It's a process of analyzing situations to identify strategies to bring about the change at workplace. And what do you mean by a problem? Experiencing difficulties, uncertainties in achieving what we want to achieve. Then we call it a problem. Then, what is a problem solving? This means gathering facts, taking facts together and includes problem finding as well as the problem shaping. Now, what is the problem solving techniques? These are different techniques. These are various problem-solving techniques which a business can use to solve the business related to problems. Now, look at this question in 1.1 that says, "Give the meaning of a problem-solving? And how will you answer this question? This is how you must answer. The problem-solving is the process of identifying and analyzing a problem and implementing the chosen solution. And alternatively, you can give this uh, the simple thing, is an alternative solution that are generated to, ant- to identify and critically evaluate. So these are the two definitions that you can use the meaning of problem solving. And now, how will you define decision making? We know that decision making is how you must make a decision at workplace to see that a solution is taken and to see that creativity has taken place
1: the Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour from Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow respectively. Limpopo Department of Education Working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
0: Thank you very much, sir. As we are continuing, we like you to answer this question that wants you to define the decision-making. Then the meaning of decision-making, it is a part of a problem-solving process where a solution must be chosen. Then... It is also aimed at finding a solution to a problem by choosing the best solution for the cause of the action. Then this question, it also come in this way. They will ask you to give the difference between a problem solving and a decision making. Then how do you answer this question? You put a table, write problem solving on the left, and write a decision-making on the right. Now, put the facts there. What is a problem solving? Problems can be solved by a group or it's either solved by a team or the problem can be solved by an individual of a team member. Number two on the problem solving, blend number two, alternative solutions are generated. Identify and critically evaluated. Then lastly, it's a process of analysing a situation to identify strategies and bring about change at the workplace. Imagine you are late at workplace and you find your boss standing in front of others, calling you, shouting you, and uh, tell tell your mistakes in front of others. It's obvious the problem will be solved. You will be angry and therefore an alternative has to be done, whereby your boss must understand that problem solving is not shouting at an individual. Then the boss has to call you and sit down with you and make sure that there is an alternative solution. Tell the, you a mistake alone in the office, then you can uh, critically evaluate, but lastly, we'll get the best solution, whereby you will not be late again at work anymore. Then let's go to decision making decision making it is often done by one person. It can also be done by a member of a senior management and makes an authority. Number two, various alternatives they are considered before deciding on the best one. And therefore, it is part of a problem solving cycle as a decision which is need to be taken by each step by. The management. This involves a management whereby a management has to take a decision. Remember that the management is divided into three: where there is the top level of management, there is a middle level of management, and there is a lower level of management. We are not expecting a lower manager to run to the top executive and give the report. Because there is immediately managers who must give a report back to the chief executives. Therefore, in terms of decision-making, only a senior manager, they can make a decision at workplace. Now, let's look at this kind of the question. That is, briefly mention and discuss a problem-solving steps. Before answering this question, it's for you as candidates to understand that each and every business or each and every place where there's employers as well as the employees or each and every place where there's consumers or customers, there is a problem. Therefore, how will you answer this question? You start by mentioning, as the question wanted to mention, the problem-solving steps. Then, the first one, you identify the problem. Second one, define the problem. The third one, you identify a possible solution. Select the most appropriate alternative. Develop an action plan. You implement a suggested solution. Monitor the implementation of the solution. And lastly, evaluate whether the steps are very much fruitful. We have realized and seen this in different departments, where when the people are waiting and they get the problem, they start to make these steps. Instead of identifying the problem, they just start by implementing a solution. Therefore, that is wrong. You need to start by identifying the problem. Check what is the cause of the problem. You identify exactly what is the cause of the problem i want to give an example as well when you've got a shop and you find that there's a low turnover the people who are coming there there are very few you've got a few customers what must you do you need to identify the problem you need also to acknowledge that there is a problem at your shop number two how do we define a problem this is the nature of the problem and it must be precise you need to define the possible cause of the problem, and after all, you gather as much information as possible to establish the cause of the problem. Number three, when we mention the steps we said is to identify alternative solutions, and then what does it mean? is to identify all different possible solutions and also decide on the cause of the problem. Then step number four, how do we explain evaluate alternative solutions? This is where you use to critically evaluate and analytically skills, evaluate each and every solution. You consider the advantages and the disadvantages of each and alternative solution. Then, choose the best solution. This is where More information is gathered, and you set a criteria for the best solution in terms of aspect such as time, such as the cost, and the risk that is involved. You identify which solution will be used, and which solution will be the best that will match the size and the resources of the business that you are using. So in the solution, it must be appropriate, and the business must go back in defining its own problems. Then how do you formulate, develop an action plan for the strategy? This is where you arrange the necessary resources and delegate the task. You establish a timeline for implementation and set a deadline. Now such question it want you to, to mention and you must able to able to explain. Let's look in this question as well. That says, outline the advantages or the benefit of the creative thinking in the workplace. When you can check your past papers, this question is a It in a different form. But therefore, you, or candidate, you need to know that advantages there are the benefit of the creative thinking. And this is how you must answer it is better, a unique, or unconventional idea solutions that are generated. It may give a business a competitive advantage or a unique solution that are implemented. Now, here's another question that I want you to outline the problem solving techniques, which is Delphi techniques, foster analysis, brainstorming, and etc and etc. The simple machine there. But in this kind of question, that wants you to describe the impact of a problem solving technique. You can see there we said when you get the word described, therefore check at the end of your question, you can see that there's higher marks there. When come approach this question, that wants you to give the impact. The question wants you to give the positive or the negative the advantages or the disadvantages. You start with your positive of the delta techniques. Business may use a group of experts without bringing them together. The experts will give the business clear ideas, solutions now to improve a product and profitability. Now, what are the negatives? It is expensive techniques to use to add administrative costs and not all experts are willing for intercepting the feedback of the questionnaires. Such question, we want you to give the impact, which is a positive, as well as the negatives. And now let's quickly look at the following, which is another topic that we find here in the business rules which is the social responsibility and the corporate social responsibility. Then you, as learners, what is it that you need to know? You must be able to define the meaning of social responsibility. You must be able to explain the relationship between social responsibility and the triple bottom line. You need to suggest ways in which business projects can contribute into the NGOs, involvement in the community, in the education, implement, and in all the volunteer programs that are in the community. You need to identify and name the social economic issues, which is HIV, unemployment, poverty, as well as the new pandemic that now has arrived, which is the coronavirus. You need also to recommend Suggest ways in which business can deal with the socio-economic issues. You must also explain and recommend the ways in which the business the business can contribute to the well-being of employees. Corporate social responsibility has a definition. It has an explanation. It has a purpose. Corporate social investment has a definition. Has explanation. It also has the purpose. Which you, as our you have to know. You need to know that the social vulnerability, as well has the legislation, which can be explained as the implication of the requirement of the CSR as well as the CSI program, which is the EEA Employment Equity Act, the Skills Development Act, the BEE Employment Act, as well as the NSDS. Here are your concept social responsibility. This is an ethical viewpoint that says every individual or organization has an obligation to benefit the society as a whole. But two, cooperate refers to businesses, it refers to funds as well as the organization that is operating in a particular uh, community. Now let's look in this definition. But before we look at the definition, what do you mean by a triple bottom line? This means that when the business operates, it focuses on the profit, it focuses on the people, and focuses on the planet, which is the environment where the business belongs. Now <clears throat> what are the social responsibilities or how do we define or give the meaning of a social responsibility? Ethical viewpoint that says every individual or an organization has an obligation to benefit the whole society as a whole. In other words, the business cannot operate just to enrich itself. The business has to operate, and lastly, the society has to benefit in in that particular business. So that the responsibility of every citizen or individual is to contribute towards the well-being of the community. Now, let's look at this question that says, give a relationship between people bottom line and social responsibility. How we encounter this one? We need to write profit, people, planet, which is based on the environment, people based on the social welfare, and the profit that based on the economic Business should not make a profit only on the expense of the community, but they must also assist the community as well. Let's look at the social which is the people, business operators should not have a negative impact on the people or the employees or the customers. Business should engage community programs, benefit and uplift the community as well. Now, what are the socioeconomic issues? We know there's unemployment, which is very high in our country, there's poverty as well. There is also the issue of this coronavirus, which is now a cost of our country to pull ahead a hardship in terms of the economy. Then, what is the strategies to deal with the unemployment, to deal with all the pandemics that we have? Strategies to deal with unemployment, number one, is to provide the skills to the development programs, the leadership programs, to offer batteries to community, to improve level of education, to create jobs for the members of the community and, and, and provide the entrepreneurial programs. And then what can be the strategy to deal with the pandemic now? This is obvious that there must be the provision of the PPEs by the government, by the small medium enterprise, as well as the NGOs. The sanitization of the hands, the washing of the hands, all these, the business must not do it for their own benefit or to enrich themselves, but they must assist the community. And now, when we look in this question that says ways in which business could contribute to the well being of their employees. This question we find in each and every year, it is there in each and every question paper, but therefore our learners, We need to note that it is a strategy that can deal with how the business or the employees can be dealt with in an everyday situation. One, the business has to pay fair wages to each and every employee. In terms of economic conditions and also in the market, if the people cannot be paid, they can go to the Department of Labor, or the CCMA should lodge the complaint. Two, working conditions should be include safety, medical facilities, benefits like housing, leave, and retirement. I think as we are teaching now, even those who are working are asking themselves, how is their working condition? The working condition must be safe. It must be medical proven. It must be benefits. Benefiting. They must be a Benefiting of the housing, which is the housing allowance, there must be also be a lease, as well as the retirement annuities. Uh, there must be payment of a fair bonus to each and every worker, provide for employees participation in decision making. <laughs> These are the well-being of the employees. Then the CSR has got the purpose, which is, The program that deals with the complaint of the law, as well as the ethics. The key areas of concern which are protecting the environment. And what are the components of the CSR? We have got the environment, health and safety, corporate governance, business ethics, implement equity, customers and the community. (laughs) Now, what can be the impact? of the community on a business. It might be positive, it can also be negative. Business can tra- give training opportunities to the community to increase an appointment of members in the community. They can implement development programs in the community and the standard of living. But what are the negatives? You can find that in the business, people do not support the image of the business. Also, the business cannot meet the long-term need of the society. Therefore, social investment will be the funds can be the assets that are primarily the purpose of achieving social outcome. The money that the business budget to provide solution and social problems. And now, you are the you need to know the difference between CSR and the CSI, which is putting the table right and show the differences. CSR is a corporate social responsibility, but its intention is to change the business into practice and benefit the community. Two, focus on increasing image and the profit and ensure that CSI takes place. And what are the corporate social investments? It is uplifting the community in terms of the money and focus in the return of investment while they uplift uplifting community. In other ways, they can take the members to the to and give them the batteries, they study and come back after a few years to work for them. And now at this topic. We also include inclusivity, environmental issues, and then, as well as the human rights. The human rights, they are the human rights at workplace, and they are the basic human rights, which can be included to everyone at home and everywhere. But you need to name the human rights at workplace. At workplace, there must be privacy. Number two, at workplace, there must be dignity. But at workplace, there must be equity, the freedom of speech and expression, as well as information, and then there must be safety and security at workplace. At workplace, there must be diversity. In other words, the meaning of diversity, this means that there must be no racial discrimination in terms of poverty, the race, gender, the language as well as disability. This must include everybody at workplace and every race, gender, as well as every culture. Now, here are the concepts as well, which is inclusivity. This means that no one should be excluded because of his gender, or age, or language, or disability at workplace. And now, human you know, rights. There are rights that everyone must enjoy at workplace. Intrusivity, meaning that everyone must have equal opportunity at workplace. Environmental issues, where environment must relate as well to a sustainable environment at workplace. And now, what are the ways that can contribute to the cultural at workplace? or promote cultural rights in the workplace, provide environment which employees are free, encourage employees to participate in cultural activities, and employ people from various cultural backgrounds. Now, lastly, how do we deal with the diversity issue in workplace? We check the poverty, we check the race, we check the language, as well as the gender. Now, poverty. This should include people from different socioeconomic backgrounds to give together disadvantaged individuals a chance to be educated or to be incorporated at workplace. Train all employees so that they can be able to deal with the retracement. Another race is to implement affirmative action policies. This means that no discrimination should be made or based in terms of the skin or the color at workplace, comply with the EEA and the BBBEE, which is the Broad-Based Black Economic Empowerment. And for me, that's a global BE. And I'm saying, enjoy this lesson. And uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you very much.
1: This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
0: That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.